oh, am I going to get that bonus? Am I going to get that, that award for, for what I'm doing here and now? You know, while you're in the middle of directing a scene or you're watching a scene play out, the, the, the time that you're spending lost in that land of thought, you're not fully engaged with the, the, the thing that you're doing anymore, right? Because you're thinking of the transaction. Is this, is this job that I'm doing as a director going to get me this? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hey there, podcast people. Welcome to another episode of Way of the Artist. This is going to be a kind of free-form conversation. We're just going to get into it. We don't even know exactly what we're talking about here. Today, we don't have a specific topic to cover. And these are kind of interesting conversations because they are really kind of throwing it up and seeing what happens, seeing what comes out. I think also what's kind of cool is you guys get to hear a little bit of us just kind of talking and working our way through art, which I think is always kind of neat. Um, yeah. So I don't know if there's anything that's been on your mind recently, Evan, but you know, there's been a couple interesting things for me that have happened late. So I don't know. You got anything you want to add? Oh yeah. No, it's just like these, these conversations are, are kind of fun because yeah, it's like, you're just sort of um, intuitively feeling your way through it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, just kind of pay attention. What are some of the interesting threads that come up to pull on and seeing where it will go, what you might discover? Um, you know, we, uh, we used to do these a lot more often. We used to, uh, our old podcast, the B and E, we used to do the not so serious Sunday ones where we would, so it was a regular thing that we, that we did. And, um, I don't know, maybe it's something we should, uh, we should do a little bit more often because yeah, like, as you said, they kind of give a little lends into in some ways just just a free form creative kind of exploration which is you know a, an essential part for you know incorporating um you know sort of a philosophy of artistry um into your life and uh and just sort of seeing seeing where it will go where it will take you sometimes it takes you somewhere great sometimes it just kind of you know, like it's, it's usually interesting on for at some level, but yeah, you just, you, you never know. So, uh, and it's also kind of a window into, uh, how we often come up with our topics, you know, when, when we're a little bit more directed and planned or it's like, yeah, this is kind of how it starts out. This is, it's usually a conversation where we're just sort of seeing, what's there, what's going on for you, what's going on for me, what's something you've read, what's something you've seen, what's something that's of interest and curiosity to you. You know, like we talk about that a lot on on the podcast of like curiosity, that power of curiosity. Well, what happens if you just give some attention to something that's maybe just a small curiosity at this point? What can become of a small curiosity? Can it become something more? Does it maybe not go anywhere? But the, the beauty of, of following that is it usually takes you to whatever the next thing is. You know, you'll, you'll find the thing that's actually got more pull, more weight, more gravity behind it. So, um, yeah, yeah. So why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead, Brandon, what's going on for you? Or did you want to add something to, to what I just said? Well, I will say just to add to what you said before I get into any of that is that, yeah, a lot of, I think the creative process is about venturing down roads that seem interesting that you're curious about and sometimes they don't lead very far sometimes they lead just to dead ends or they you end up just with like a, a massive left turn or something and you don't expect it but you kind of have to walk down the road a little bit to explore it and see where it is um so anyway i mean to send us down a road i something that's kind of been interesting for me recently is i've had the I, I would say the luxury of being able to sit in on some really, really big meetings, like um, meetings for like movies that are about to be made this year, um, this year and next, some that are actually already being made right now. 
And these, these movies, you know, a lot of them, their budgets are like in the 15 to $30 million range. Um, <clears throat> producers who are, you know, big in the studio system, hearing them talk, hearing the meetings and hearing the interactions and how a lot of this stuff comes together. And it's such a fascinating side of it all, because I think when you're like a young filmmaker, um, you, you have these ideas of how the business of film works. And when you actually get to sit in on the meetings, I think there's a couple of things that I found really interesting. One is that, you know, as I'm sitting in on these meetings, I'm always thinking, you know, you really got to think bigger. You know, you really want to think big. You don't want to be thinking small. Um, the, the way people talk is th they're looking, they're looking at a bigger picture and, and they don't seem to, it's not about like, like I think from an indie filmmaker point of view, when you're like as a director, right? If you want to be like a filmmaker director, you might be thinking, okay, well, how am I going to get my first film made? And maybe you only got a few grand or maybe it's 10 grand, or maybe you can only scrap together a little bit of money. And that those types of films, you know, I was, I was talking to some of my producing friends, you know, people who are doing like really big movies. Like I'm talking name actors. I'm talking people you'll know, like I'm talking stuff that, you know, um, gets nominated, you know, I'm like these kind of films. And I was asking them like, well, like, how do you guys choose a director? How, how does this happen? And so much of it for, for, from a director point, point of view or a writer point of view is they just want somebody with a track record. So a lot of like, um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to pick somebody who has done something in that genre. Well, generally they're looking for that. So from a creative point of view, I think, yeah, you know, independently, you want to just kind of like get a film made, even if it's only for a few grand, it's not about your film doing anything. It's not about it, like winning some big awards. It might do well in festivals or whatever, but what you really want to do is you want to demonstrate that you can do that genre or that style effectively. And then from the producer point of view, the, the one of the most interesting things I found is like you, you have teams of people. So um, what I found kind of fascinating was each person kind of brings a team of people to a production. And these, these teams become kind of collaborations. And that's a lot of how a lot of these movies get made. Um, so one, one of the other pieces of advice that I would pass on to people who are kind of just trying to break in and they're wondering how all this works is start putting together a team start putting together a team of people who are good at their jobs, who um, are effective and who help you and you can help them because the whole idea of just being this kind of lone wolf, like this Island of a creative is actually not all that effective when it comes to stuff like making movies and getting stuff done. And what, what you really want is you want your team to be able to come together with another team and create a collaboration. And as these teams kind of collaborate, they, they sometimes begin to work together on more films. And sometimes they kind of realize that they got to part ways, but it's a, it's, it's a fascinating thing. Just kind of um, watching the deal making happen. Another thing I'll just mention just before I'm, I, I pass it on to you is that every team brings certain things to the table. And what you want is you want to figure out like, okay, what are we good at doing? Like what, what's our, what's our angle? What's our, you know, what's our thing? Maybe like one team, for example, was really good at getting grants. So they were affiliated with the production that, um, you know, I was kind of, uh, sitting in on, you know what I mean? And their ability to say, help get a film made in Canada for less money was one of their key features of their group, which allowed them to kind of parlay their team into some bigger productions. So, you know, I think there's the, the creative side of art, but there's also this other side of art of like, what's the practicality of getting it done? And I just thought it was interesting. You know, there's, there's so many things I could say, but one of the big takeaways I'll just share for now is just like teamwork is such a huge element. And we don't always talk about that, but you know, 
finding like-minded people and finding people that assist you in whatever you're trying to do is a really important part of the artist journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, like collaboration is such a, a big part of the, the artist world. And it's, you know, this is funny that this is coming up because I'm like, have we like, it, that seems like a pretty neglected subject, you know, that yeah. for, for us, but um, you know, and film is one of those things where it's like, because there's so many people involved, right? Like, it's arguably, I would say, like, film is probably, is maybe the most collaborative artistic medium that there is. Like, there's just so many hands involved in making it happen. Um, but even even in, in almost any place, there's collaboration has to enter at some point. You could be a solo artist, whether that's a musician or a visual artist, what, whatever, at some point there's a collaboration at some point there's a, there's an area where you have to to share at some degree you know you you need to um be working with someone who can you know give you a place to perform or give you a place to um have an exhibit to who's working with you on on something um if you're a writer you know eventually at some point you know you're working with an editor Typically, at some point in time, you need somebody else to take a look at it. Any writer <laughs> who doesn't have like someone <laughs> like, you know, to, to look at their stuff at some point like that, that's just unheard of. Um, so there's always this element of working together to do something more than you can necessarily do on your own, uh, even in in all kinds of ways that, that this is applicable to to our lives that that goes beyond artistic mediums i found myself even just just yesterday um you know i've i was sitting down i've got i have my own meditation practice but i was recognizing yesterday how much i really need to find um a group how much I actually, I was like, oh yeah, I, I miss this because there's something, you know, there's, there is something that is very individual about a practice of meditation, you know, like it's, it's something that probably more often than not is something that you do on your own. Um, because the very nature of meditation is a very private kind of experience, but at the same time, there's something that happens when you get together with a group of people and you sit in the same room together. Um, even though nobody's, you know, saying a word to each other, everyone's just sitting around in silence. There is, there is this level of, of, um, I don't know. There's a kind of inspiration that's there with you that helps you to just keep your focus a little bit more it, it can it can just there's an assist that happens there that you can you can walk away with so it's like that's that's a collaboration of of people coming together with with a similar interest who on some level are recognizing that together we can go further than we can on our own yeah yeah i i hear that i mean i think that collaboration is such a key element. We don't talk about it a lot, but I mean, you and I making this podcast is a collaboration. 100%. I know there's a, there's a lot of things that have, um, you know, if we look back at our, our, our own artist careers, you know, collaboration has been a really big part of it all. And I think one of the things that, you know, I think we're all being reminded of in, especially in these times is how important it is that we are connected and how important it is mm -hmm. that we communicate and work together and, um, you know, that we don't let ourselves just be divided individually and, and stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. that one of the key things about collaboration is that you want to come in with something to offer. And that's a really, really important element. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people, they, they go to collaboration to look for something to get. And I think mm -hmm. that's a mistake. I think if you really truly want to create something and you want to build something, you have to go into it going like, this is what I have to offer. 
and 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 you try to bring as much as what you have to offer in. And at the same time, by doing that, when someone is there just to get, you need to kind of move away from that person and find people that are there to contribute, find people who are there who have something to offer. Because collaboration doesn't work if you get a bunch of people together who are just trying to use each other and get something off each other. It doesn't work well. But when you have a bunch of people that have something specific to offer, then you build something. And one of my, uh, you know, producing mentors was saying to me, you know, you don't, don't make a deal with anybody. Don't give them any percentage of anything that you have or anything that you're doing until they can contribute like, like what you agree on and what you need. So like he was saying, like one of the mistakes a lot of people make is they say, okay, you know what, you're good, I'm good, let's work together and let's, here's the percentages. And they do that right off the bat. And he was pointing out that it's like, that's actually a mistake. And that's usually what gets people into a lot of trouble. What you do is you say, um, I'm creating this thing. There's 50% on the table or 25% or whatever the hell it is, 75%. This is what's needed to get done to get this percentage of it. And so then that person has to deliver. And if they deliver, then they're, they're entitled to X percent based on delivering what they actually right. say they'll do. Because part of the problem with collaborations, and I think we all learn this in school, is you get that one person in your group and they just mail it in while everyone else does the work. Well, this happens yeah. in business as well. It happens in art as well. So um, collaboration needs to be, it's only really most effective when you have people who have something to offer and you need to hold them accountable to what they say they will offer. And it's not yeah. just about saying you can offer it. It's about actually doing it. And this is an important element in the whole collaboration process. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's something that, um, you know, I, I remember reading about in, uh, the e-myth, uh, I can't remember the guy great who wrote book. that, but it's, it's a great book. Yeah. And for anybody who's interested in learning just like it's, it's one of the best books on entrepreneurship that's ever been written. But anyhow, he talks about that in terms of, of, you know, in business, you have a partner, it's, it's, everyone has to have clearly laid out responsibilities. This is what you're responsible for. This is what I'm responsible for. This is what, whatever. And everyone agrees, you know, okay. You know, and, and, you know, that might cause people who are sort of the artistic, creative minded, even though entrepreneurship is an incredibly creative endeavor. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of artists sort of shirk from that idea. It's like, well, you know, like, let's let it, let's let it flow yes. and let's let it, you know, it, hey, yeah, like there's that, that there is a truth in that as well. You know, you have to let things flow. You have to let things slide. You have to be able to flex um, in order to accomplish things too. That's, that's an incredible, uh, incredibly important uh, way of being able to approach any sort of large collaborative effort. Like there has to be, everyone has to be able to flex a little bit in order to achieve those things. Uh, that you've set out, but at the same time, it's like it those those clearly laid out things help to keep things on track. It helps for it helps the it helps the vision to to come to life, and and I think that the best way to to look at something like that, um, in case anybody's having an issue with it, <laughs> uh, is that. You know, that type of thing is not, is not, don't look at it so much as like a, as like this hard, rigid, um, you know, it's like, this is what you do. This is what I do. It's, it doesn't have to be a cold thing at all. It's, that is, um, an agreement, you know, it's a bond that you're forming with somebody, right? Like that's, that, that's a, a part of how you are are collaborating together and i would say even look at it as an act of kindness because it's an act of kindness for everybody to know where they stand and what they're responsible for it prevents confusion it prevents potential future uh, hostilities or resentments you know all kinds of complications that can come out of people not knowing you know what they're what they're responsible for yeah you know? yeah 
No, that's a big part. I mean, like if you like there, there should never in a collaboration, mailing it in should not be a something that you can be rewarded for. It's really important that people, um, if they try to mail it in, if they don't do their part, if they say like, I'll, I'll get this done and then they don't get it done, that they, they, by not achieving what they said they would do, there's a consequence for it. Um, I think, you know, I think this is interesting. Collaboration is an interesting thing because it is kind of the business side of art, right? Like working together with people. I mean, a marriage in a lot of ways is business, you know, and people don't always like to look at it that way because it seems very cold. But the thing is, is that you don't need a parasite in your life as an artist and you don't need it ever. So there are lots of people that will be parasitical on artists and creatives and producers and people who actually get stuff done and want to make stuff happen. And so it's your responsibility to not only be able to identify when someone's trying to do that, but to mitigate the potential of that ever happening. Um, one of the things that people could do if say they wanted to get into producing a movie is that they could, you know, they could look at the assistant, you know, the associate producer type of model, right? The associate producer model, whereas like you might connect um, a creative project with money and you don't necessarily raise the money, but you can connect. So, you know, somebody who has money who might want to get involved in film and you connect them with an actual film that, you know, with somebody who actually uh, is making something real that will make money. No, I'm not talking about your buddy, like your independent buddy. Yeah. It's like, I really want to make a film one day. It's like, no, not that person, a person who is an organized film production company, you know, or, or, uh, you know, producer. And if you can connect them to money, now you might gap their financing by like, you know, maybe it's a hundred grand, maybe it's a few hundred grand, maybe it's a million dollars, maybe it's 10 or 20,000, although, you know, who knows? But the thing is, is just your ability to bring money to a production. It does a bunch of things for you. One, it creates a relationship now with you and the producers who are making the movie. It gets you a credit most likely if, you know, if you make that deal and you might actually make some money on the back end. Using that to parlay getting your next film made or getting involved in more films and building your credits and getting connected would be a really great move. And, and really, the, the job is quite simple. Can you connect two parties that can collaborate together effectively? You don't mm -hmm. even, your collaboration isn't even really other, anything other than being able to make a good introduction and be able to help something get done. Yeah. But you know, I think one of the things that people need to think about whenever they're looking at collaboration is what do I have a value to bring to the table? Because if you're trying mm -hmm. to look at like, how do I get an associate producer credit? How do I make some money off of a film? That's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, yes, those things will take care of themselves if you actually bring value and you work with good people, right? So yeah, I think also like one of the things for artists to keep in mind, and I guess this is kind of advice, just people in general, is that, you know, you vet people out and you really are honest with yourself about the people who you're collaborating with, because yeah. some people, I'm not going to say like, there are just bad actors out there, bad people, right? They're, they are out there and they're looking to like, um, they're looking to grift. They're looking to take from you. They're looking to steal. They're looking for, uh, uh, ways to just kind of take advantage, right? There mm -hmm. are those people and those obviously are very clear, stay away from that type of person. But there's also good people who sometimes end up realizing that it's easier to not work when you give them the opportunity and you actually set them up to not have motivation to pull their weight. And so it's, it's your responsibility, especially as like a visionary or a creative to give people motivation to participate and that there's um, something they give up by not putting something in. Right. Mm -hmm. And this way collaboration becomes a very like giving and building upon idea, you know? 
I mean, yeah. these are things I wish I knew when I was younger, because I definitely made some of those mistakes where, you know, what I would do is someone wouldn't do their job and I would just pick up the slack for them. And yeah. then that works sometimes. Sometimes you need to do that. But if you do that too much, what ends up happening is the person goes, well, if I just don't do it, Brandon, I'll come pick up the slack for me. No problem. And yeah. in some ways I've turned them into essentially a parasitical type of player on the thing we're doing because they realize, well, Hey, if I don't do it, it's going to get done anyway. So yeah. 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 Or, or they can be like, Oh, well, I'm not doing it right. So I'm just going to step back. And then, you know, you're not the point. a person's not really contributing, um, in the best way that they're able to, you know, you're not, um, they're not really able to, to put their best foot forward. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Like there's a, a couple of themes that you've touched upon there. Like one, uh, is definitely leadership, I think, you know, because like a, a great leader connects people to, you know, connects people to a vision, connects people to something that's bigger than all of them that you're all working together to, to do together. Right. And, and that's something that, you know, is missing a lot in in our culture you know and uh also tied into that that came up for me with what you were saying um you know is this attitude that we have particularly in the western world where we treat we treat everything as transactional you know and we don't in in collaboration the best collaborations aren't treated as transactional you know, it's, it's, yes, everyone has agreed upon, you know, uh, their, their role, um, and their responsibility to achieving that, that, that bigger thing. But, you know, when you have a bunch of people who, you know, their main thing is just about like what they're going to get out of it at the end of the day, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's, that's a tricky thing. And I'm not opposed to, yeah, like having having success and 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 you know, uh, and material gain or whatever it is, you know, at, at the end of it. But there's got to be something more that's bringing you you together with these people. Yeah, you know, like there has to be something. There there has to be. I mean, this is honestly like this has got to be the way of the future for for any type of collaborative effort and there's a lot of people i i bring them up a lot uh, on the show but simon sinek you know this is a big part of his his sort of mission and it's like it, this needs to be about something more than just you know having bigger profits you know uh this year from from last year or this quarter from last quarter you know what's what's actually bringing all of these people together what are you actually doing that's right. that's beyond that you know and and it, He's bringing, he's talking about that in the business sense and certainly in, in the artistic world, you know, that's, that's got to be, that's got to be a priority. Hey, it's Evan with a quick public service announcement. If you're enjoying the conversation you're hearing and finding it helpful, then please help us and take a second to subscribe to the podcast and we can all be people helping other people. And that's awesome. Now back to the show. I mean, it's, it's all business at the end of the day, like everything is business and everything is sales and, and people don't like to acknowledge this all the time, particularly artists, I think, because it makes the world sometimes seem kind of cold. I mean, even a marriage is a business to some degree, like you're bringing assets together, you're doing this stuff, but if you treat it like a business and you, you behave in a cold way, it becomes a cold thing. You know, there's a, Mm -hmm. collaboration doesn't have to be cold and it doesn't have to be this, like, it can still be a family. It can still be a friendship. There can still be, uh, you know, a emotional connection and a vision, you know, and when you're making a film, for example, or you're, you're, you're getting married, you're not getting married, hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) although I'm sure there's those out there who do, but you're not getting married because, Hey, let's bring our assets together or, you know, let's get married because, um, you know, it's easier on life. Like you're getting married because you actually, I mean, hopefully in, in Western culture, you're making a movie because you have a vision because you believe in something good. You believe that the 
combination of these things is going to make life better. That yeah. there's something there's, that's going to, you know, something more that's bringing you together than yeah. Than, so yeah, collaboration is not just about working together. It's about um, it's better than its parts, right? That's kind yeah. of a really key element to remember. And when you have when you have faith that you're building something that's better than its parts, you're, you're, you don't necessarily always know how much better it's going to be or what the potential. You kind of have faith that when you develop something better than its parts, that there will be rewards in place at that point, you know, and, and I think particularly when you're starting out, like as an entrepreneur or as an artist, what you're doing is you're, you're basically betting on yourself and you're betting on these things you're creating to pay out later like that, especially in the beginning. I think later on you can have a track record and it's easier to kind of um, organize your, your reward up front, but that's based on the proven fact that you've figured out how to collaborate and make something better, mm-hmm. um, you know, by, by coming together and bringing value or at least, putting value together that compounds its, you know, its creative output ultimately at the end. One other thing, Evan, I I want to mention this because I think it was a really interesting point you brought up. Yeah. Like this whole idea of making things transactional, it's not transactional when it's based on vision and it's based on building something like that's better for its parts coming together. Transactional is very like, I want a coffee and I give you X amount of money and you give me the coffee. That's like, that's transactional, but there's really been no growth. There's been no real evolution or vision that's occurred. That's transaction is very momentary. It's very minimal. And there's not a lot of memorable exchange that happens in a transactional collaboration. We're talking more about like, the compound impact of how coming together, you build something that's much bigger than the initial interactions and the initial exchanges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's, you know, we're, we're obviously we're talking about, you know, things through the artistic lens, you know, like we're talking about acts of creativity, which as we've discussed many times before is, you know, is, is, a stepping is is kind of a pioneering spirit. It's a stepping into the unknown, uh, not knowing what's going to necessarily come out at the at the other end. And in a collaboration, you are agreeing to do that with a few other people. You're agreeing to step into that unknown space together um, with as much uh, willingness and and passion as possible. And that kind of environment, a transactional attitude does not really doesn't really work when that's what you're trying to do you know it's like it's one of those things where it's you know there it's it's been a uh, an idea that's been in humanity for a long time is is you know this idea of of action without expectation mm. you know the 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 doing something for its own sake because there's something worthy about doing it just for itself um and then basically letting letting the fruits of your efforts go to a certain extent. Um, and, you know, very often part part of, of when you embrace that idea is that actually more success does indeed come your way from that attitude. But y- you have to genuinely be in something for its own sake you know, yes. within, in, in creativity, especially because that's how you're actually free to follow, um, to follow the passion, to follow your intuitions and the things that come up during that process, you know, because it is a process it's unfolding. It's not, you don't have a, you know, you don't have a completed project, a, a, you know, a finalized thing before you've even started making it, you know, like it's, it's it's a shifting organic type of thing that you're involved with with in in artistry and and creativity and so you have to you have to have freedom there and and you lose out on that essential freedom that you need 
to really fully do something, which was something that you talked about a few episodes back to, but to really fully do something, um, and to fully do something creatively and artistically, uh, you have to be free of so many of these different binds. And, you know, I think a few episodes back, we were talking about that in relationship to the ego, you know, like how the ego has to take a step back in order for you to be free to create, um, so that you can really do the thing. And I think that the transactional thing is, is, is an interesting little branch of that because that whole transactional attitude, you know, you're in the, you're in the middle of, you know, whatever the hell it is, you know, like directing, we'll use directing because it's, it seems to be the, uh, the, the craft of choice for today. <laughs> but if you're a director and you're, and your mind is on, um, you know, oh, am I going to get that bonus? Am I going to get that, that award for, for what I'm doing here and now, you know, while you're in the middle of directing a scene or you're watching a scene play out, the, the, the time that you're spending lost in that land of thought, you're not fully engaged with the, the, the thing that you're doing anymore, right? Because you're thinking of the transaction. Is this, is this job that I'm doing as a director going to get me this? And for one, it's like, you, you can't know that, you know, I, there's, there's so many things you don't know. It's like, it's like, oh, is this going to do so well at the box office that I get that bonus? Um, you know, that, that whatever, like, it's just, you can't, you can't have your mind there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like all of that stuff could happen. All of that stuff could happen. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's that, that, that transaction can't be the main thing. If you really want to do something, you know, artfully, masterfully, your mind can't be in that place. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know it, it makes hundred percent sense to me. I mean, I think, I think what you're talking about is an interesting version of transaction where it's like, if you're doing the thing to get the reward, you're not really doing the thing. I think that it's important and valid to do things with excellence. Like, you know, to look at things in terms of, okay, well, what do I need to do to play at that level, to play at that standard, to play, mm -hmm. you know, in that arena. I think that's an important element of everything we do. You know, I think, uh, you know, one of my producing mentors always says, you know, you, you want everything to be at the standard of world-class, you know, mm -hmm. and there's no reason why you should ever settle for less than whatever world-class is. Now, mm -hmm. One of the hardest things for me when I was first kind of learning about this, this concept, this way of thinking was like, well, what is world-class? And you actually have to figure that out. Like that's not intrinsically like evident, you know, it's uh, one of those things where you have to kind of, you have to do some investigation. You kind of have to look out there and, and, and remove yourself personally from what you've done and really try to look at like what makes this world-class and that could be anything you know it could be a painting it could be building a website it could be making a movie it doesn't it doesn't really matter but what makes this world-class and then once you think that you have an idea of what that is and that doesn't necessarily mean you're correct but hopefully you are that you start mm -hmm. to do the things that make something world-class based on whatever you figured out now will it be world-class will it be world-class of world-class I mean, that's, you know, who knows, right? Who knows yeah. at that point, but you, you do try to put your best foot forward. I think that's an important thing. I think that one of the things I kind of started this conversation with was something that I'm realizing as I sit in on these meetings is that there's, how do you put it? There's a, there, you can look <laughs> at things. You can look at things transactionally. You can look at things like, how do we make money? Or you can look at things like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we really trying to do here? And mm -hmm. something that I've been kind of learning as I've been able to sit on, on some of these conversations um, without name dropping, because I don't think it really matters, but like to hear these people talk 
has been enlightening to me because I understand now why people are world-class. I understand because they don't talk about how do we make money? How do we like, that's assumed like to some degree, mm. it's assumed that what they're going to do is going to succeed. Like there's always the potential that it might not, but like, that's not what they're after. Like, for example, one of the producers um, asked the other one, he said, are you going to be taking a fee on this? And the producer's response was like, yeah, I probably will. When we get over here and we get this stuff put together, yeah, I'll, pr I'll probably do that. And he goes, yeah, you should. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I will when we get there. He wasn't even concerned about his fee. Yeah. That's not what he was doing. He's like, let's get the job done. Let's put the right pieces together. Let's make the great movie. He wasn't yeah. concerned at all about what does he get out of it personally. And what was really interesting was watching the other pro producer say, you should make sure that you get a fee as well. And what you had is I saw that as beautiful collaboration because you had your team member looking out for you as opposed to you trying to look out for yourself. And that's mm. a great collaboration. That's when you know you got people around who aren't just trying to get, they're trying to look after each other. They're trying to um, make sure that everybody feels good and is taken care of. And it's, you know, and, and I could see them, I was watching them uh, because I believe that this particular, these teams are, um, you know, this studio and this production company um, are one of their first big collaborations together. And I could see they weren't just building this film. They were building the next 10 films they were doing together. Mm -hmm. And that to me was really exciting to be able to sit in and watch how this film was just a step in a much bigger relationship and a much bigger process they were trying to build. Yeah. 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 Just this, this attitude of like, you know, like let's prosper together you know, it, yeah. that, um, you know, and I, I like it too, because like, yeah, the assumption that it's going to do well, because I think that's something that I think sometimes we give more attention and focus than we need to, when we set out to do something like, like there was a, a video. I remember, uh, Brian Cranston had shared some advice for, actors you know and like yes. and, and auditioning and he was saying like he's like don't go in there to get the job he's like go in there and do your job right give a performance um do what you do um and i don't know if he actually said this in the in, in the video but it was something that I, I i took away from it kind of in addition to what the the wisdom of what he was already sharing but it, I, it kind of made me realize like yeah like the fact that you want the job, of course you want the job, you know, like it's, it's, that goes without saying, you know, more likely than not, you, you want to book the part you want to, you want to get the thing. You want the film to make money. You want, you know, to be able to pay your bills, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's that, that goes without saying, you know, that, that those things are there. So, it's it's I think we sometimes spend too much time worrying and concerning ourselves with that kind of thing than is necessary that there's something that's like that doesn't need to be said you know like so let's just not even put our attention there like let's put our attention on putting the right people together making the best fucking movie that we can make and a movie that we believe in that we believe in the people that are behind it and and creating it and and even the the message that 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 it sends what whatever it is you know like all of those things like those are the things that 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 bring passion and those things that that you believe in you know on on a deeper level than you know than than paying the bills type of thing it's just like yeah 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 that will that will take care of itself we're not going to to worry so much about that right but let's just do this thing mm -hmm. yeah that's great i'm thanks for sharing that uh that sort of story that little window into into that world because i think a lot of a lot of people can get particularly in film can be pretty cynical yeah. about about the industry and just like ah oh, it's just a bunch of you know just a bunch of suits who who want to rake in cash and don't get me wrong I there are people out there who are like that for sure but not as many as you think you know like there's so many other ways to make a shit ton of money 
in this world than making movies. You know, like making movies is a pretty high risk business to get yourself involved in. The only reason why most people do it is because they have a passion for it at yes. some level. Well, it's it's something I've been learning as I've been going down this road is that it's not as high risk as it seems when you're working with the right people, because mm -hmm. there are people out there who consistently do well. They, and I'm not just talking about studios and stuff like that. I'm talking about there's, there are people out there who consistently um, make movies and you might not know who some of these people are because they're not like Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese or like, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer or somebody like somebody that everybody knows because it's like the head of the biggest movies all the time. Right. But there's these people who do very, very well being like producers or being people who are a part of productions that are just names that you wouldn't really know about. Like people who um, they, they, they're just good at putting the right pieces together or they, they're not even, they're, they're just not the famous ones. And I think that there's this assumption that I know that I had it for a little while that, you know, you had to, you had to be the guy, you know, when you're making a movie, you had to be this like central piece to it. And what I've been starting to realize more and more is that there are many pieces to the puzzle. And sometimes being a smaller piece to a bigger puzzle can have you an incredible career and a lot of incredible options. Mm. And by the way, there's a lot of people who have stepped into those like roles where they've been the person, they've become the person, but after building a career based on doing um, collaborations and, and things that helped other things get made, you know, um, they, and while they were doing that, they were learning and they were growing and they were making connections. And when their time came where they said, Hey, you know, I want to do this, I want to lead something like this. They had the people in place and the infrastructure in place to help them do it. And, you know, I think one of the things that's been very interesting for me, like being able to sit in on these types of meetings and be invited to be a part of this, um, you know, and get this incredible education is that like, I went out and made films as a young man. I did some stuff. I made some stuff, you know, independently. I learned how to raise some money and I, I did what I could do. Right. And then I started to realize that a lot of people just wanted to make films, but it was overwhelming and it was scary. So I said, well, I'll teach some of the pe people like what I've learned. And, you know, I, what I learned is that there's always a way to make a film. You just sometimes need to, be a little bit more humble about getting getting some getting your foot in the door getting things going mm. and my learning learning how to make films and teach people how to do it was what got me some notice from some of these bigger producers who were like hey this is pretty cool this kid you know has taught people make some pretty good films and you know do this stuff and that's what's given me the option to get into the door for this stuff so you know i'm i'm kind of sometimes i think oh man like I've been in this industry for so long. And then other times I'm like, wow, I feel like my whole career is just starting. <laughs> like, it's like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because you just, it's so much about your connections and your collaboration, especially with film. It's such an important thing because who, you know, it's not just about who, you know, I, I like, I, I don't like that when people go, Oh, it's all about who, you know, it is about who, you know, it's about who you help. It's not about who, you know, it's about who you help. It's about who you contribute to. It's about, it's about you being of value to other people. And when you are of value consistently, they, they give you value, you know? And I feel like in my own way, I've been valuable to these people and they trust me. They bring me into meetings that like so many people will never in their entire life experience. And they might've been in film for their whole life. Like there's been meetings that I've been in that like, just to sit down for dinner with me and pick my brain about that would be worth your whole film education. Like I could tell you things that I've been able to be a fly on the wall for that I've been on the inside of to experience that people walk around their whole life mystified by. They just don't even understand how that works. And mm -hmm. to, to, I could give you the credibility, but I feel like that's, that's not even important. 
The thing is, is that what I'm saying is that if you offer value, you get opportunities and you get possibilities that are just not available if you don't. And if you're not worried about trying to get something, if you're focused on what you can give, people want to give to you. It's like this law of reciprocation. It's a really important element of the collaboration, you know, this contribution, reciprocation, you know, it's all a part of the same pie, (laughs) you know, and if it's missing an ingredient, the pie doesn't taste good anymore and you don't want it. So, you know, all of those are like key ingredients in this thing. I just made that analogy and I'm yeah. pretty proud of myself. <laughs> hey man, it's always, <laughs> any situation's always better when there's pie involved. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's take a quick beer break. Sure. Here. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm drinking uh, a beer from, is that actually, oh no, okay. I was like, what? What's happening here? Uh, that's not the brewery. This is from, I'm drinking uh, something from Boombox Brewing Company. I don't know if I've ever had I've had Boombox before. What you, would you get? Oh, it's brewed at Parallel 49. Interesting. I wonder if uh, Boombox is like a, they're kind of like a Collaboration? Sister, like a isn't collaboration. Boombox, isn't Boombox a brewery? It is. Yeah. It is a boombox brewing company, but it says that it's um it was brewed at Parallel Forty Nine Brewing Company. So maybe it's a collaboration, or maybe they're kind of like a sister, like a sister kind of uh, brewery to to them. Anyhow, this is uh, this one's called Arcade Glow, Arcade Glow Pale Ale. So it's uh it's good. I like the it's name. Good. Can you show I, me the can there? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's kind of got like a a vintage sort of like CRT television, <laughs> like and <laughs> digital, like that sort of eight bit text on it. Um, but very sort of simple, simple design. It's cool. It's cool. Nice. Uh, and it's good. It's real good. So happy with that today. Yeah, that's good. Well, I uh, I bought a whole bunch of different beers from Four Winds. And, uh, <laughs> I just drank them all <laughs> <laughs> and I had all these different four winds beers I was going to bring on the podcast. I'm like, which one do I bring? And then I just, I ended up just drinking all the various ones that I had. They were all great, but I was like, okay, I got to leave one for this podcast. I can't have them all, um, but I've been enjoying them and I'm yeah. having something that I never really have. It's a, it's a wild saison. Oh, uh, and it's uh, you might have had this once before. I don't know, but it's called La Maison. La Maison. I, I don't, don't think I. I don't think I've had that one. But you know, I've I've had a I've had a saison or two. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's pretty good. I mean, um, they're kind of a citrusy wheat kind of beer, aren't they? Yeah. A little yeah, bit sour. A little bit super sour. sour. Yeah. It's kind of. I'm experiencing this one to be a little bit almost like a light lager, but then with like a little bit of sour, a little bit of wheat kind of yeah. flavor to it. And mm. it's good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's um it's very refreshing. The the aftertaste of it, well, not that that's bad or anything, is a little bit unique to me, considering like uh most most of the kind of standard beers that I have. But it's good. It's been really refreshing. I've enjoyed it so. What can I say? Thumbs up. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, yeah. I I guess we're we're kind of this has been a this has been a great one, you know, like this one actually uh kind of just just found a clear a fairly clear direction, I feel. Yeah, it really did. Um, you know, you brought you brought a like kind of a a really fantastic um real life example of something which you know it's like to to anyone listening like you know this is how uh this is how you can kind of really go into stuff like explore some of these experiences that you've had some something interesting that you you saw or heard or have been thinking about like just probe into it a little bit you know see see what's there um because this one this one had all all sorts of cool directions and, and interesting stuff for us to to explore today you know from uh 
you know, leadership and of course collaboration, which is the huge thing and, and, uh, you know, and how we're viewing, uh, what we're doing, whether it's something that we're, we're doing out of, out of passion and care, or are we, are we approaching something with a transactional, uh, mindset? You know, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot to, to sort of recap in this one. Um, and I guess I'll just, I'll just sort of, you know, come back into, cause I guess collaboration was the, I would say the main thing that we were talking about today, but you know, like you're all of life is a collaboration, you know, like one of our laws is the law of relationship, right? Like everything is relationship. Well, uh, you know, collaboration is pretty much like, is just, is, is riding, riding passenger seat, <laughs> you know, the whole way with relationship, right? Like it's, it's collaboration is all about relationship. Um, having good relationships with, with people is, is really what it's all about. You know, it's like, as you said, that it's all about who, you know, well, it's like, it's all about your relationships. Do you have good conducive relationships? It's not just about having a relationship with somebody because of what they can get you, you know, it's it, that relationship needs to be built on, on, something else it's it's a it's a shared passion it's a shared interest it's a it's a respect for one another and and uh you know uh a willingness to see you know and open up uh to where you can go together you know without that sense of expectation and seeing you know just just how everyone can potentially prosper through, through a relationship like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. So this yeah, is Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I would say, you know, everybody, like people don't always like to admit, admit this. They don't like to acknowledge this because I think we have this weird kind of relationship to this idea in our culture, but like everybody is selfish to some degree. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think we need to stop looking at that as a negative. I think it's okay to have personal desires and things you want and things that you're looking to get in your life. You know, I think that it's really important. Not only do you acknowledge your, your own kind of selfishness, but you acknowledge that that's in other people as well. And people who pretend not to be selfish are usually the maybe this is personal opinion but they tend to be the the most selfish of all because it's like you know it's a it's a it's a lie it's 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 um nobody is this pristine perfect thing that is just um totally selfless because to be selfless is actually a flaw like to be so selfless that you don't even think about yourself is actually a flaw because a disconnection to self is a disconnection to other. And I think um, as you're figuring out how to go through and collaborate, the reason why I bring this up is that it's actually a sign of care to know what everyone you're collaborating with wants. Mm. It's your job in a way to make sure that they get what they want. And when you collaborate, what you're saying is come together with me and I will help you get what you want. And if you work with people who everybody is trying to make sure everybody gets what they want, then selfishness becomes a beautiful thing. It actually becomes a very selfful thing because now you're contributing. Now you're building something together. And if everybody wins, you know, you're just going to want to continue to expand and grow and build with these people that you're connecting with. So I think, uh, you know, it's okay to, to be like, well, Hey, look, I really want these things. You know, I want to succeed in my career. I want to make a lot of money. I want to, you know, win awards or whatever. It's, it's nothing wrong with that, but be honest about it. Just be honest about, okay, these are things I want and, and try to learn what other people want, care about what they want. Like you care about what you want. And then look at it in terms of how do I get what I am after by helping other people get what they're after because the the way you're going to get most of what you want is is through the through the means of others helping you we are a 
humanity works best when we work together. And if you have to do everything yourself, it's going to be really, really hard. But if you start getting allies, if you start getting people who are looking out for you, people who are trying to help you achieve what you're trying to do, then not only is it life going to be easier for you, but if you're helping them, you're going to make life easier for them. And if it's easier for all of you, it's just an expansive, beautiful, wonderful thing. And, and at the end of the day, man, that is collaboration. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.